I'm Marissa Norcross. And I'm Dave Freund, and this is The Next Page. Marissa, how are you today? I am good because we are coming into the most wonderful time of the year. We are. <laughs> and it's it's like official now, right? I can now listen to my my Christmas music and nobody's going to think I'm weird. You know, I started early because yeah, it was just some cheer in yes. in this tough time. So I'm going to join you. You know, normally I, I kind of mock you a little bit, right? I teased you about your yep. enthusiasm for the most wonderful time of the yep. year. But I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on the wagon. <laughs> and, you know, and this, this, this really is, especially, you know, we've just come through Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm hoping everyone really enjoyed their, their Thanksgiving day and really took some time to, to reflect on really how blessed we really are. There, and, and part of it is that, Yes, we're going through a difficult time, but these difficult times don't compare with some of the difficult times that folks have gone through in the past. They're mm-hmm. bad, they're, they're tough, but there were tremendous things that have, difficult things that have taken place, even within, you know, like maybe not my lifetime, but my parents' lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, and so part of it was, so today's, the title of today's post was More Than a Season. And really, it was something you had sent me, uh, a, Wall St- a link to a Wall Street Journal article that talked about hope. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that's a wonderful thing because so many people are just, they're just, they don't have any hope. And they're, they're going into this self-prescribed spiral of negative thinking, you know, and saying, oh, well, you know, um, we weren't allowed to gather the way we wanted to for Thanksgiving. And now what's going to happen to Christmas? And, and you know, you can't go to the tree lighting downtown. And you can't this and you can't that. And, and, and I just, I'm really tired of people always saying they can't. Mm-hmm. So I just did a little bit of homework here. And I realized, I never knew this, that Hallmark has 136 Christmas and holiday movies in their life. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, that's, that's like more than one a week for over two i mean it's like crazy mm-hmm. and and when i when i did look and this, some of the data was kind of conflicting like they said that in one year or something they came up with 90 new ones i don't even know if that's possible but but anyways they're there and they've been they've been playing them for weeks mm-hmm. and so we would say well wait we we can't do the things that we wanted to do because it's going to be dangerous and we have to you know so many things get canceled and things become virtual and but we have to realize that hope is more than just a feeling. And, and what this article um, that you sent me talked about was it got into the biology of hope. And, and, and I've, I had done some studying in the past about our brain and, and, and the amygdala in our brain that reacts to stress and things like that. And, and when, I've, when I've been doing my uh, Start With Why teaching that I do for our Transformational Leadership and Simon Sinek talks about the limbic system and, and the neocortex system. And so we, these things were familiar to me. But some of the things that we, that we need to talk about real briefly, this is a little bit of biology. And again, I'm not an expert on this. I've just scratched the surface on a couple of them. Is that part of our brain is not capable of words. The limbic system can't express itself in words. It expresses itself in that's why when people say, well, my gut told me that this was a good decision, that was a decision made in their limbic system. Mm-hmm. 
Now, the neocortex is the more uh, developed part of our brain, and that's where we can have logical thinking. And what this article said um, that, that you sent me, it, it gave us a little bit of, a, of an idea of how this is happening. And it said at the intersection of the limbic system and the prefrontal cortex is the rostral anterior cingulate cortex. Don't ask me to repeat that. Okay. <laughs> and that area is where hope, feelings of hope can be sensed. They can literally determine what part of the brain lights up when a person is feeling hopeful. And that's what they found. And so what they found was if you identify where feelings of hope come from, you can put a plan in place to create hope. Let me say that again. You can put a plan in place to create hope. You can have something. And so what they said is hope is a combination of agency or motivation and strategy or a path to accomplish. So that means I have this idea that I want to do, I apply a strategy to it or a pathway to get there, and I naturally create hope within me. So I was thinking, but this this is really not just the most wonderful time of the year. This really is the season of hope or could be the season of hope. Now, for, for people that are people of faith, the Christmas holiday is really the, 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 the holiday that really is the foundation point of, of, of their hope in, in Christ being born and those type of things. And really, if we think about it, there was a need and there was a strategy, and that's why that message is hopeful to people. So let's take that down to a level of what do we do with it? And so one of the examples that, that I'm going to share, and, and I hope you will share some as well, because we've talked about this in the past, mm-hmm. was at one of my... The things that I love at, at the, the Christmas holiday season is that ever since I was a little kid, so when I was probably five, four or five years old, I start, we had a children's choir at our church. And so from that age on, I went Christmas caroling every year. And there were some times when I was in between ages, like I was probably in my, I'm going to say, mid-teens, where... I was in different groups, and we would carol on Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night. By, by Sunday night, when I went to bed, I had no voice. We wow. were just, you know, we had sang and sang and sang till our, till our voices were gone. So somebody would say, well, are we going Christmas caroling? Well, we can't go in anybody's houses. We can't go in any nursing homes. We can't go to retirement centers. But that doesn't mean my family can, can't still go caroling. My family could go to the older couples in our church and sing outside. We could go walk past, and I actually heard somebody talking about this, walking past retirement centers and just singing outside. Mm -hmm. My family could do that. Getting back to the original foundation of caroling, which was literally walking the streets of town, singing. So the point was... We've got to stop as, as, as a community talking about all the things we can't do. That's going to put us into despair. We have to say, not I can or I can't, but how can I? How can I make that transition? How can we still do this? Well, I just gave you the example of the caroling. Mm-hmm. My family's together, so we're not spreading any germs to anybody else. And I got enough people in my family. We, we put it 
decent little corral together to go sing. So that's just one example. You had some. You you talked about the tree lighting. Yeah, I, where... well, I talked about that last week and not knowing what we were talking about this week. Um, and yeah, this year the the at least the Syracuse tree lighting is going to be um, like a broadcasted virtual event, and there's going to be I think more performances too i I can't remember i think there's some musical performances of course there'll be the tree lighting um and there's you know a website where you can go and watch it on you know friday and um i am not so upset about this new new format because i don't have to park my car in the city at parallel park and find a spot um i don't have to bundle up my kids and listen to them whine about being cold oh I don't have myself have to whine about being cold. Um, instead, I could sit in my warm home with a glass of wine and, <laughs> and watch it. Um, I think that there's a lot of things that are being reimagined this year and could create some new traditions. I mean, one thing that I always love is I love to see the Nutcracker every holiday season. Um, and it's been hard the last few years because you know, I have small kids and especially the younger one, she's not going to sit through the show. The older one I could take. Um, but again, there were some barriers. We hadn't done it yet. Well, this year we bought the live stream pass and we will watch the Moscow ballet from our home as many times as we want from mid December to early January. So I think, Oh, I really love the idea. I I love that you described hope. Uh, and defined it um, as the Wall Street Journal did, because I think we sometimes think of that as kind of vague. You know, it's like a one of those fuzzy feelings that we don't necessarily understand we can create. Yes. Um, or at least that's yes. how, I mean, that was kind of how I felt in, until we started talking about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the I, thinking about just all I need to do is have the motivation and a strategy. Like that's it, right? That's, that's not it. a big ask. To, right, and that's to all form, it takes. Right, and the motivation part is probably pretty easy. If you are feeling like, hey, I'm kind of down about the holidays. I want to feel good about the holidays. There's your motivation, right? I, I want to, to have a joyful holiday season. Motivation. And then right. build your strategy. I think it's a lot easier than than we might think and so much of it comes down to to attitude um right it's in thinking about like yeah it's you know it's not going to be the same this year but certain things might be better exactly and i don't think a lot of people have gotten to that point yet so like let me say it again some things might be better and you know keeping well, that in mind is how i think helps kind of foster that feeling yes. of hope and new traditions could be born from this right that you want to keep next year or or in the future think think about this um i just while you were talking i i just quickly looked up the city of syracuse tree lighting mm-hmm. and and what i love is it said this the first thing noted was tree lighting ceremony has been canceled and I remember when I heard that, I thought, that is really stupid. Why are they canceling <laughs> a tree lighting, right? Right. Um, but then all of a sudden, it said, oh, wait, no, there's an update. And it said, the ceremony held annually is now set for November 27th at 6 p.m. 
of course, um, that's going to be passed by the time this this um, airs. Mm-hmm. But what they said was, you're going to be able to watch it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Syracuse had a YouTube channel. I know Macney does, but I didn't know Syracuse did. But the city of Syracuse has a YouTube channel. And it's going to be so people would be able to see it who perhaps never could see it. Mm-hmm. Perhaps you're not able to get out at night. You know, my parents don't drive at night. Right. It's too hard for them. to. Or maybe my parents are really loyal to Syracuse, but they've already gone south for the winter to escape our cold. They can now watch the Syracuse tree lighting. Mm-hmm. And I'd imagine that there will be a replay. So I ima- yeah, I imagine if- you'll be able to go back. We can by the so anybody listening to the podcast, go to the Syracuse City of Syracuse YouTube channel and see if it's there. Because my guess is, once they, they stream it, they're going to post. It. Mm-hmm. You also talked about lights on the lake. Share mm, with the group yeah. what, you, what you learned about that. So lights on the lake, um, popular Syracuse uh, holiday attraction. Yes. So, I mean, that was a pretty pandemic-safe event to begin with. I mean, you stay in your car, you drive through, you're not interacting with people. But they changed a few things this year. So this year they made it so that you had to pre-purchase your ticket for a specific day um, or night, I should say, a specific evening. Um, And, you know, that they're encouraging you to just have your ticket ready, barely put your window down or hold up your phone with the ticket to the window um, and that's how you show you're, you're good to go for the day and, and you, you carry on. So they didn't have to make too many changes. Just a few, you know, people need to plan ahead as opposed to, you know, saying, oh, it's a beautiful snowy night. Let's go drive through. But they had their first weekend recently. And this is pre-Thanksgiving. So this is still a, a pre-Thanksgiving weekend that they had their opening weekend. And they blew their records out of the water. They had so many people from the community. And I think that shows that, that there's hope, right? They, like me, started their holiday prep and uh, decorations and all that a little bit early because it was something that maybe even helped them be hopeful, right? That they mm. knew that they could still do this. This is like something they could yep. still do with their family, a tradition that could carry on with very little change. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if they have a record year because I, I could totally see families saying, let's do it again. Because maybe yep. there's something that they normally, you know, I normally like to take the girls to Disney on ice. I mm-hmm. haven't found out if they're doing a, a virtual Disney on ice, but I don't know. So maybe I want to replace it with a second run through lights on the lake. I, I mean, that, but for them, I mean, they, they probably were feeling pretty down right? Like most businesses and look, sure. you know, look, look at how it turned out for them. So, um, I mean, there's yeah, and- so much, if you just, you know, it might take a little more effort than most years because it's going to be a little different, but I mean, things like building gingerbread houses, like I, right. you can still do all those things. There's a lot, um, a lot to still be celebrated. Exactly. And, and I, I love the phrase that you used just a moment ago. You said reimagine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of like I heard a comment back in spring when, when the virus was beginning to be sensed and, and things started shutting down. And I heard this one, um, this one pastor said, oh, my goodness, they're going to cancel, uh, cancel Easter. And then he realized, you can't cancel Easter. Easter happened. Mm-hmm. 
you can't cancel Christmas. Christmas happened. You can't, you know, you can't cancel Hanukkah. Hanukkah happened. So you've these holidays have happened. They're going to happen. The only people that could really cancel them could be us if we don't celebrate the holidays that are meaningful to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, there's ways to to still celebrate within our immediate homes. I mean, I know you typically have your family, you know, your daughter comes in from Ohio, right, you have right. a lot of people in your home, and that might be different for you this year. And I know for me, I mean, I have a, a big Italian family, and usually sure. Christmas is, is big and loud and, and <laughs> kind of crazy and busy, and we're, you yeah. know, house to house to house. Um, this year is an opportunity for me to let my girls linger, right? They, mm. They're going to come downstairs. They're going to open their Christmas presents and they're not going to be rushed into, okay, we need to eat breakfast and shower and get out the door so that we can go sure. see our family. So yes, we are disappointed that it's, that we're not going to do certain things, right? but I'm really excited to have these new opportunities to, because my girls don't really know what's going on. And, you know, like a lot of anyone who has kids, most of the things that we fear for our kids, they aren't even thinking about. Exactly. And it's just, you know, we're carrying that. And so just thinking about how, you know, yes, it'll be different, but it could be really great for them. Right. And I, and I really believe, I really believe that next year and God willing, we, we can gather with whomever we want. We're going to look back at 2020 and say, do you remember when we were able to do this? Do you remember Mm -hmm. when we weren't able to do this, but we did this instead? Mm -hmm. Wasn't that really special? Yeah. Wasn't, didn't it, we, like you said, building new traditions. So, you know, and in this, this concept of, of hope having a positive effect on us is nothing new. Mm -hmm. Medical science has, has proven this over and over and over again, that people that have a faith, people that have a hope heal better. They heal quicker. You know, the brain is amazing in what it can do to boost or go into a downward spiral our emotions based on what we feed it. So the point here is muster up the motivation and combine that with a strategy to achieve what it is you want to achieve and you will end up with greater hope. There's actually a, that, that um, message that you sent me or the, the link that you sent me there is actually a hope index. Open the app, the article again, uh, where you can take a hope test, believe it or not. Wow. Never knew there was such a thing. Yeah. Let me see if I can, I might not be able to find it. It's called, I think, oh, here we go. The adult trait hope scale. Hmm. So C.R. Snyder created the adult trait hope scale. It's a list of 12 questions that tests whether a person has both agency and the pathway, the motivation of the strategy that's necessary for hope. There's also a longer online quiz. Well, I don't do long ones. But this one, is, it's like 12 questions, and then it tells you how to score it, and it tells you where you are. My guess, I'm hoping it tells you what to do if you're not where it needs to be. But one of the things that I will tell you right off the bat that you've got to be careful of is who you're spending time with. You can't be spending a ton of time with a bunch of people that are whining and complaining. And you can't be spending a bunch of time listening to the, the, the media tell you the sky is falling mm-hmm. and how negative things are because that's not going to help you be hopeful. 
but it's more than a season. This really, this is the one most wonderful time of the year, and it is still the season of hope when nobody can take that away from us other than ourselves if we stop focusing on the hope that's really there. So that's all I got. Well, hopefully this is a good, hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> this is a good <laughs> reminder. Of, yeah, I think so. You know, for yeah. anyone feeling kind of down going into December. Um, exactly. Just takes this, you know, get that motivation. Maybe this can be your motivation. Yeah. And just and, move and to find a strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, find a strategy. Stop saying we can't and say, how can we? Mm-hmm. And you're going to be really surprised at what you find out. Now, I really need to go and buy some online tickets to the Lights on the Lake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hadn't thought about that. I got mine in I mean, October. I thought about it last week <laughs> and then I forgot again. So, <laughs> And, you know, I think, too, there are so many things that are so much better than what we were doing before. Mm-hmm. Just enjoy it, embrace it, and mm-hmm. allow and you, yourself to be filled with hope. You know, there still is also the ability to volunteer and give to organizations right now this is such an important time of year to do that and you can you can still do that there's plenty of ways i I, you know i've seen the commercials um on tv kind of advertising how things are different this year but don't forget um, that that's still really important to our community and is a great way to instill hope in others exactly because compared to 99.9 percent of the people We got it really good. Mm -hmm. So with that, I'm Dave Freund. I'm Marissa Norcross. And this was The Next Page. Mm -hmm.